Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Booyakasha! This is Michelangelo, a.k.a. Greg Sipes. You're listening to Ninja Turtle Power Hour. That's what's up! Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And I got a new microphone this week, so if I sound that much better, that's why. I, I'm so glad you finally got one. You may hear like so. more obnoxious like clicking noises when I talk. Uh, you know, more spit in my mouth. <laughs> no, but, it, but, but it's a really good microphone. And so uh, we're up in the game here. Yeah. Working right. on, I say as I'm recording on my headphones this week. <laughs> and, and I'm just hoping all the locusts like swarming around in my house aren't picking up on the microphone. Just Is that, that time a big of year. problem out there? Uh, not the actual swarms, no, but just like it's loud every night. They just mm. like scream for no reason. Got it. I guess they probably have a reason for doing it. It's no reason to me, though. Yeah. So anyway... Working on upgrading our <laughs> so sound anyway, quality. We're working yeah. on upgrading our sound quality. Uh, what are we? What are we covering this week, Spencer? This week, uh, we are covering Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Urban Legends, issues 24, 25, and twenty six. So that's untitled, untitled, and untitled. But it's so, the end of the Image Run Volume Three. Yeah. Yeah. So, so these ones officially are. If if you look at the. Uh, solicit and the breakdown in urban legends it'll say teenage mutant Ninja turtles uh you know issue 23 24 blah 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 but then it'll this one it says teenage mutant turtles urban legends 24 urban legends 25 and urban legends 26 i thought that was interesting it's it's, it's specifically a different branding yeah yeah it's very specific because it's, it's idw only it wasn't released with image Nope. Yeah, exactly. So, like, these issues are technically the official ending for the Volume 3 image run. Um, there is the fan ending that we talked about before. Um, but these are the ones that are actually, like, officially printed and are officially canon to this universe and, you know, printed by IDW, proved by Nickelodeon, all that stuff. This might be jumping in the gun, but did either of you get a chance to read the fan ending? I did no. not. I wanted okay. to, but okay. things have been pretty wild. So yeah, no problem. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to to read it either because Spencer said we weren't covering it on the show. So I was like, all right, cool. Out of sight, <laughs> out of mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we should open our podcast up to too much fanfic. <laughs> yeah, because we'll be on here forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's but kind of is, so far been my cool policy. Like, it is cool that it was like kind of the official ending for like 20 years because i didn't even realize until i was looking at this that like these issues didn't even come out until last year mm-hmm. 
So yeah, like 2020 is when my issue uh, came out. 2021 is when the yeah when the trade was uh, put out with the issues in it. So it's like that's just that's just crazy that like you know literally it was so recent that this ended. So yeah, kind of like out of left field too. It seems like like I I get reprinting them, but then like making an ending to it. It's, it's just it, icing it's on the cake, but like, like, I don't know. It's just like, why, why they even do it, you know? Instead of just re-releasing yeah. the, you know, it's it, it's above and beyond. So, and like, where, where was the market for it, you know? It, it, exactly, because because uh, I was gonna say like, it who was clamoring for an ending to this run of the turtles? Like the, I mean, because issue 23 kind of wraps up pretty well like it ends on a cliffhanger but it's not like a dire cliffhanger that needed answering you know yeah, there's just a lot of unanswered plot threads like yeah that, that these books actually successfully all cover <laughs> and like the people who were clamoring for the for an ending like they made their own ending right <laughs> so, yeah yeah so like on I mean, paper it doesn't I mean, make a lot of sense fantastic. i i appreciate it a whole lot but just like on paper it, it seems crazy yeah like i'm not knocking this and i'm you know i'm glad that we have it and, and for the most part it's a satisfying ending mm-hmm. um like i don't have any other questions really um other other than one kind of sticking point but that's an anchovy i'll get to um but yeah why don't we uh dive into it yeah guys let me tell you a story perhaps i can best explain the story of my young friends and i is really the story of a man named hamato yoshi so issue number 24 came out july 1st of 2020 stories by gary carlson arts by frank fosco colors by adam gazowski letters by sean lee editor is megan brown so Leo has been thinking about it, and he's fairly sure that Karai is behind the mask of Lady Shredder. So he and Pimico and Raphael are on their way to go confront her. Leo crashes in through the window of the building where Karai's at and finds her there with her daughter that we thought had died during City at War. However, she's actually in a coma on life support. Karai says that she is not Shredder and thinks that the name should have died with him. She hates him for what his soldiers did to his daughter. She belittles Pimico as an illegitimate daughter of Shredder and suddenly enters Lord Komodo and Lady Shredder. Komodo attacks Pimico for having betrayed her and Leo fights Lady Shredder. While this is all going down, April's on a talk show touring with Michelangelo's book since he can't do it himself. Mikey is watching it on TV with Shadow and Dr. X. Donnie is also there, but he is meditating to help Splinter, who has apparently gotten worse lately. Uh, In the astral plane, Don finds that Chang is still leeching off of Master Splinter. Don tried to fight with him, fight him. Don tried to fight Chang off, but is failing at doing so. In the physical plane, some of Don's armor is detaching itself from him and tries to attach to Shadow and Splinter. Dr. X jumps in with an EMP to save them. It shuts down the nanotechnology, but also Dr. X's exosuit. Don awakes to his armor not functioning. So back at the fight, Leo realizes the identity of Lady Shredder is the AI part of the cyborg armor that had attached itself to Lurch earlier. 
we learn that Pimico's mother was Komodo's sister and known as Headhunter. She had a fling with Shredder after trying to assassinate them, then left when she learned that she was pregnant. Komodo kept Pimico and trained her to be the ultimate Kunoichi. While Leo and Pimico are battling, Raphael confronts Karai. She was the one sending she was the one sending people to kill the foot while he was in charge. She admits to it and says that it's because she hates hates them for what they did to her daughter. Back at the apartment, pieces of Donnie's armor are falling off, and he thinks he might be dying. He was so injured from before that he's sure this is bad news. But Dr. X points out that that is not so. Don has actually been healing this whole time. Suddenly, the metal is trying to attach to Dr. X. Dun, dun, dun. To be continued. In TMNT Urban Legends number 25, this was originally released just two years ago, July 2020. Story by Gary Carlson, art by Frank Posco, colors by Adam Gazowski, letters by Sean Lee. So in Karai's apartment, Lady Shredder has turned her hands into guns and is shooting at Leo. Karai intervenes and knocks off Lady Shredder's helmet, revealing that it's actually her daughter, Amai. It turns out that Karai has been looking, like the body that she's been looking over is actually Lurch, who had been weakened by the cyborg's parasitic nanobots. The cyborg then turned, took over Amai's body and replaced her with a shape-shifted Lurch. Leo, Raph, Pimico, and Lurch take off. Warlord Komodo and Lady Shredder follow, but not before Lady Shredder stabs Karai through the stomach. Leo's metal hand cap was crushed in the fight, and Lurch rips it off to reveal that Leo's hand has started growing back. Back in the apartment, Splinter suddenly jolts awake and attacks Michelangelo and Clunk. He's subdued by Dr. X and her new giant robot body. As it turns out, this is actually Chang in Splinter's body, a result of him leeching off Splinter's energies in the astral plane. Chang's body is in stasis at the Warlord's compound, where he and Lady Shredder are infecting it with nanobots for Lady Shredder to use as a host later. They also reveal that they have Karai's body and have found King Komodo, the lizard that bit off Leo's hand, and are doing, doing experiments on him. Dr. X gives Donatello one more treatment to remove the nanobots from his body and constructs a metal shell for Donatello. Chang doesn't like Splinter's body because it's old and frail, and the turtles and Pimico are able to convince him to take them to his original body back at the Warlord's castle. They tie a leash on him and head off down the sewers. To be concluded? To be concluded in this issue, issue number 26, August 19th, 2020. The Turtles of Pimico have chased down the Extra Foot Clan traitors where they crash in and decide to start running amok as Splinter Chang takes them up the stairs. As they move through the compound, they find that Lord Komodo is the one leading them. Lord Komodo of Pimico brings King Komodo there where they reveal that it's his brother and then there's DNA that was injected into Lord Komodo, but because King Komodo now has his brother's DNA, he can now control him and Pimico. He knows that Pimico saved his life so that Pimico, he won't turn against her when he's instructed to kill her. And then King Lord Komodo, this is so confusing. Lord Komodo then is commanded by King Komodo to transform into his lesser Komodo form to which now he's just a Komodo person. 
Donatello and Leonardo then go into the large room full of all of the extra bodies that the Lady Shredder nano machine is uh, using for harvesting when they inject the virus cure that then begins to disintegrate all of the all of the nanoparticles and all of the bodies uh, accidentally killing all of them. They then destroy, uh, they then find Chang, uh, his body in stasis and realizing that that's where Master Splinter's spirit must be. They break him out of there where then the mas Master Splinter inside of Chang's body then begins to give Splinter Chang the beat down of his life, having all of the skills inside of Chang's body now. Splinter then does his little mind meld where he transfers his spirit back into his own body, leaving Chang adrift in the astral plane. We cut back to Lady Shredder fighting Donatello with his new robotic shell. As the two of them go back and forth, then Leonardo, uh, Raphael jumps into the fray, breaking one of her arms. She then finds out about the room full of all of her host bodies then runs <laughs> then runs in there screaming that she can't that no whatever her plans are all done leonardo then begins to try and spray her with the anti-nanite spray that they were using when she smacks it out of his hand but then the other three turtles then show up and do the same thing spraying it disintegrating the, the nanite bodies leaving poor um, the real amai's body lifeless and dead on the floor they find Karai uh, alive in one of the in one of the vats, and then begin to let her go. When all of a sudden, a Komodo and Pimiko show up. When Lord Komodo and Pimiko then show up, the turtles then begin to get ready to fight. When this Komodo lets them know that he's actually King Komodo, Pimiko says things have changed, and he is actually a good guy now. And now that this is officially. The turtles are heroes. They will give Karai a trip back to Japan where she can live out the rest of her life and he will uphold the truce and leave them alone forever. The turtles then say their goodbyes to Pimico and then head back to Northampton. The end. Man, all of these issues were a very tough, very tough to summarize, but 26 is by far the absolute worst. Good job, Mike. It, it's you know what it it was it was really hard between <laughs> like Splinter being so in Chang's body and Chang being in Splinter's body and King Komodo being attacked by Lord Komodo. <laughs> yeah, like, like actually, yeah. it was Jumping, it was Lord like, Komodo that was attacked by King Komodo. Excuse, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So hard. Yeah. It was so hard keeping track of everything and then trying to like read it fast. So yeah, thank you for I thank you if it made a little sense. <laughs> Read these issues if you want them to make sense because it'll yeah. be a little bit better, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, like like us trying us trying to like speed speed summarize them didn't really do it any favors. Like it makes more sense in context when it, you read these issues. It really, but does. Um, I think we should uh, jump into that second time around. Hey, nice junk. All right, so you guys remember way back when. Uh, there was the crossover with Galahad. I mentioned that there was that short story in Big Bang Comics where Galahad confronts the Shredder and he has an assassin called the Headhunter trying to kill him. That's Pimico's mom yeah. in that story. So apparently yeah. after she failed to assassinate them, they had a thing together. And then that's who Pimico's mom is. Interesting. Wow, that's a... 
Man, that's a callback. That's it is a, a callback. That's a deep cut. Yeah. yeah, wow. yeah. I mean, how many people even know about that story in Big Bang Comics about Galahad and Headhunter and Headhunter fighting Shredder? I mean, the amount of people that even know about Pimico is, is low. So yeah. the fact that, like, yeah, like, that's a deep pull. Because, like, I didn't even... I didn't even realize that. I was just kind of like, okay, random ninja woman. But it's well, like the fact that she was like a named character, you know, from back then. Yeah. 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 Well, if I hadn't found that story, I wouldn't have known either. Like, that's the thing is I had to, if I wouldn't have like found that thing and read it, would have gone over my head. I know it did for sure the first time I read these. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause is it, is it Warlord Komodo that like, is like oh yeah your mother was the headhunter like i never heard yeah. of her before <laughs> so yeah 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 they should have maybe referenced big bang comics number whatever it is it's like 10 or something <laughs> right <laughs> made a note there for people to be like oh there's something to find here you know on a comic that has probably hasn't been printed since 1993 or something no one yeah ever, exactly whenever yeah. it came out 94 95 i guess it probably would have been 90 96 or 97 that's around when this this comic was being printed initially if you've worked around the internet for any amount of time you've definitely seen raf's name misspelled as ralph Mm -hmm. so it's a very common typo not even idw is immune from it uh in the synopsis that begins issue 24 it says that ralph has been taken hostage (laughs) i mean you know ralphiel ralphiel yeah it is it is ralph leon mickey donald and donald yeah donald, donald and mickey <laughs> it is truly the bane of the turtle fans existence yes is his spell check auto correcting raf to ralph Which, everyone's I mean, been there i mean honestly it's like it's it's not a thing you can spell check it's a thing you have to proofread and it's you know i'm guilty of you know misspelling things very easily so I leave entire articles out of things I write on the internet. So like, yeah. like articles as in like uh, the, and like, I'll just as like, I'll just like accidentally omit those as I'm typing. And then I have to like go back and edit it and fix it later. And then if I'm like stuck on Twitter or something, I'm, I'm, you know, screwed because I can't go back and edit it and fix it. <laughs> uh, that's the worst is like when people have already started liking it and you're like, Oh, do I, do I own up to the spelling error and leave it? Or, you know, do I sacrifice those likes? I feel you. Yeah. It's like just a little bit ago, we put up our first little uh, TikTok, like a meme. I just put it up. It was me that made <laughs> yeah. it. But I totally like misspelled the title on it. I deleted it and like resubmitted it like three different times because I kept doing like spell anyway, because I kept messing up. Uh, uh, so, which by the way, it. guys, we're, we're, we're on TikTok now, kind of. So, Kind of. If I if I come yeah. up with any other funny ideas, I will put them on there. Apparently, people think yeah, that my other idea was pretty funny. So it was it was a good one. Like yeah. so, uh, follow us on TikTok. Ninja Turtle. Are we Ninja Turtle Power or Ninja Turtle PH? I can't remember. Uh, I think I went with Power Hour just because I wanted people to be able to locate us easy, more easily. So there you go. So follow us out. on. Well, follow us on TikTok. Um, we we're going to be using it more you know eventually as we kind of figure out you know do we want it to be full of fun posts or you know inform, informative tell us what you want to see on tiktok 
you know that'd be yeah. good too uh, maybe maybe it'll be all the above like maybe our brand will be ninja turtles and it'll be hard to find us because we never stick to the same thing yeah i don't think there's a whole lot of ninja turtle creators on tiktok anyway i i do get like some you know a lot of the rise community is on tiktok so that's nice but mm-hmm. you know and we'll, we'll see we'll see yeah Maybe, maybe it'll just be fun facts, mini informative things. Like I kind of do want us to do like fun facts or spotlights on more obscure characters uh, just to kind of put them out there. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll see what we do. So anyway, uh, to be honest, out of these three issues, I really didn't notice much. I think it was because like I didn't have time to like soak it in and breathe because mm-hmm. it was everything was going so fast oh it's breakneck yeah yeah like Um, i honestly it honestly didn't feel like three issues because it was going so fast oh i felt like it could have been like this whole story could have been in like 10 issues like they (laughs) yeah i remember (laughs) saying that last time that like they gave him three issues but there was easily like 10 or 12 issues worth of content left in carlson's mind you know (laughs) yeah yeah it is just endless the next thing is happening mm-hmm. when you guys got wrap, it's got wrapped so much up so quickly like mm-hmm. there's no you know there's no room for a little fan service or anything it's just gotta go 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 yeah i'm not yeah, i'm not gonna exactly. hold it against the writers either because yeah. no exactly like this isn't something like you can't really hold them again like because this again this book shouldn't exist mm-hmm. like yeah. these three issues like they literally didn't until you know a year or two ago so the fact that we even got an official conclusion to a book that had been dead for 20 years like that's pretty astounding especially in like a franchise like ninja turtles where it constantly moves to the next thing mm-hmm. yeah you know, and there's really no callback. Like, if it's not 87 or classic era, there's no callbacks. So mm-hmm. the fact that this got finished is really, is really it's kind of astounding. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, this comic is how I became known as the Ninja Turtle guy in my comic book shop. Because, because <laughs> I would go and just pick up just this issue, you know, just, just an issue of Urban Legends and leave every month. <laughs> oh, there you go it was tough too because it, it felt like it wouldn't get finished again because like the pandemic hit right after like what issue 22 right after, or yeah. 23 yeah like so mm-hmm. well, yeah, at the like, same I mean, yeah, point it was right like it, it started, was almost dead yeah. again yeah so um the only other thing i have for second time around is kind of across all three is that i don't think i've realized how frank fosco draws the sizes of the turtles like donatello is huge and Raphael is like super small compared to everybody else. And I, so, uh, I'm I haven't noticed in, that gonna, across, but it, I'm going to get into that in anchovies. So, okay. uh, so if we don't have anything that we notice, I have a little bit more. Yeah. So, okay. in, Spence. In, in, so in 25, I think it's actually the first time we've introduced to the turtles mutation, giving them a healing factor uh, that they heal like extra quickly and can straight up like regenerate hands that have been bitten off. Uh, you know, we like this idea is in the last Ronin. Uh, you know, that they can heal more quickly and kind of have more so, to their mutation. So did they say that it was that it was the mutation that was giving them those healing powers or not? Because I, I mean, I, I missed that. 
I, I think it, I think so. I think they just said attributed it's, it's to heavily implied, right? Yeah, like, I don't know what else would make or... them heal like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, like I kind of just didn't even question it because it was going so fast. Mm-hmm. Well, because even Raphael's face isn't as messed up as it's used to be. It seems like that's kind of slowly starting to heal as well uh, mm. across the issues. So, I I think uh, this is. I don't th- I don't think so. I think he's just drawing. I think he's just not making it as gory. Maybe. So I I read on some site that like in the letters columns of one of these issues, Frank Fosco does mention that his eye is getting light sensitive again, but it just like never made it into the comic. So I think Mm. it's not revealed in this comic, but I think his eye is growing back. So kind of like a word of God thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. And I, I mean, that's that's one of my anchovies about this is that we didn't get that reveal, even though we know Don and Leo are healing. We never get anything with Raph. Yeah. What else um, you got for it, Spencer? Another thing is that like John Tiller seems to be quoting something when he's dumping in the like the powder that destroys the nanite armor. He says, Pop fizz, oh yeah. He's like singing it. Do you guys is that, I don't know what that's a reference to? Do you guys perchance? Pop fizz, oh yeah. And it's like got music notes next to it, like he's singing it. He's like, pop fizz, oh yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I stall for time. Would it would it be like it was... Tums or something? I think it's Alka Seltzer. Alka Seltzer? Yeah. Yep. Alka Seltzer. I just I just looked up. It's plop plop fizz fizz is an yeah. Alka Seltzer song from the seventies. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. Which makes perfect sense for what it kind of is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then my, my last thing is I just wanted to add that one of the things I always enjoy when you get to see like artists over a long period of time, I know you guys talked about, I guess, Raphael apparently being a lot smaller than the other turtles, but like I do like seeing how their art evolves because I feel like going from the last issue we read to this issue, number 24 his characters have like more shape to him. Like lady, lady shredders armor has like more shape and more definition than it did before. Uh, it, it looks better, you know, before it definitely looked a little bit more uh, stick like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now it has more details, more shape to it. Um, same with like the turtles. I, I do think his art has improved a lot. It, it yeah, looks gonna, better than it did say, in the previous issues. Yeah. I was going to say, I think that's a benefit of, it being 20 years since Mm -hmm. he drew this and Frank Fosco became a better artist in that time. Yeah. He's also inking himself now because it just says art by it. It doesn't have a separate inker like he did on the Mm. series 20 some years ago. So, yeah. So that's the thing is I, yeah, that there is that too. It could be, it could straight up just be the inker, but I, I don't know. I think it's cool to see art artists art, over time and like how it kind of changes and how it adjusts and i do just feel like i said i feel like there's more shapes to his art now the details could be attributed to the inker but i do feel like the characters are just have like more more curves and more shapes to them that kind of make them more pleasing to look at and more interesting to look at Mm -hmm. than they did before a good looking set of comics Mm -hmm. all right is that it that's it anchovies on this pizza yeah let's do it no anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? I call it a law. Uh, so issue 24, my, my anchovy 
And, and again, these things run so fast. Like I, I barely have any notes for them. But my big anchovy is like, why is Don the one who's voluntarily going back to the astral plane? Because we know from other issues that like he does not like being there. And it took yeah, like it took a lot of convincing, even when Splinter was in dire need of help, to even help him in the first place. That's that's like my only anchovy, and the only thing I can think is that like Don was sitting around doing nothing anyway, so like ah, put him in an astral plane. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and I, you know, he probably they're probably super worried about Splinter, and like I don't think anyone else has really been there besides Leo, and Leo's off confronting Karai, so it's like the yeah. only other person that I think could really know how to get there is him. Uh, so I think that's part of why they used him, but maybe he kind of got over it a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> Poor Splinter. <laughs> um, for me, I kind of said I wouldn't hold it against it, but like it, it does make it kind of. A weird read how like there's just these like non-stop reveals uh the breakneck pace you know they go to confront karai and then just like in walk in warlord komodo and lady shredder you know like right there in for some reason in karai's building yeah. uh and it's to move the plot along and to make things you know happen so they can tie up all these plot threads uh that they'd left but well, and then yeah like was very fast the warlord warlord was like working with the foot clan but then King Komodo didn't want the Foot Clan messing with his business. I don't know. It's it's all very very quick. Yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of it had to be kind of condensed down to like. So, remind me, was Lurch? Lurch was a, an original character for, for, like not already an image and like part of the Savage Dragon universe, right? Yeah, part of like with Vanguard, but Vanguard is yeah a side character for savage dragon <laughs> so like so i'm just i'm just trying to figure out like how they got to use lurch you know when like this is clearly very removed now from um savage dragon so well it's image and so if lurch was created by gary carlson then i think he still owns that character and can still use it in this book. yeah yeah ex ex exactly so it's like that's what i'm saying like so we're kind of i mean we've been out of the savage dragon part of image for a while kind of like in the own like little turtles bubble mm -hmm. um so so it just it just feels like because the last like couple issues have kind of been like really big and weird with seraton showing up and then it's like kind of like all of that is gone and like we're immediately I know it wrapped up in 23, but it just kind of feels weird to like go from like that huge thing kind of down to this little thing. Yeah. It feels like. And for, and especially for how quickly it all wraps up. Yeah. But the thing like, I think they had to use Lurch though, because like that's where the cyborg went, like that's where it disappeared off to in the previous issues so. yeah i remember like the first time i read through this like i absolutely did not remember the because that that like armor comes on and off donatello like 70 times throughout this, this yeah. series you know <laughs> so i was like what who the hell is lurch like i had to go back and yeah it's like one panel where like the the sentient part of the armor goes to lurch and then he grows like like biplane wings and rocket jets and flies away and that's the last we ever see of him yeah and now yeah 20 and years like, later yeah, he comes back <laughs> i didn't because i had totally forgotten that too and so i guess like the ultimate reveal that lady shredder is the armor the sentient armor like 
I don't know why, like, it just feels like so kind of like, eh, like, that's not really a cool reveal. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know why, like, it, it didn't really impress me much. Yeah. Like, I, I knew I knew it wasn't Karai, mm-hmm. but, like, at the same time, I was just kind of like, this isn't really, like, I would have been disappointed if it was Karai. I'm also kind of just disappointed that it was this, the Nanite armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem kind of weird, but I don't really know how many. Yeah, I don't really know how many other like previously known characters they could have revealed it to be, though. No, you're right, and like, and that's the thing is like that's why like I'm not I'm not holding it against the book for that because like there's not really many characters that it could have been. Like Karai is really the only is like the top suspect. Mm. Um, I just think it's I just think it's kind of disappointing that it's that and it's like it, in this case like it would have made sense if it, it, if it had been Pimico if they hadn't already given her her heel turn in the last like when the book was originally running yeah in the the fan comic um which benefits from having like all of volume four and tales volume two already published uh lady shredder is is not lurch it's a uh, uh, oh, it's Tang Shin's sister. I can't remember her name, but like that's the big reveal is that Tang Shin's sister, who I think is Tang Amai, actually, mm-hmm. was was headhunter and met the turtles in a volume of of Tales Volume Two. See, like that's that's kind of cool. It it is kind of cool, but also like as as much as this book goes at a breakneck pace like that one's super duper slowed down because like the the first half of the first book is just explaining who this character is so it's like every pendulum swings in two directions and sometimes it's way too fast and sometimes it's way too slow so no you're right yeah uh and so and so another thing like i said at the top like this this moves so quickly and the way it's literally like the way they are in the lab in one panel and then in the next panel are in Northampton mm-hmm. yeah feels like, like it kind of just ends. I, I hate that ending yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> they don't like it's like Leo like your hand's growing back uh, like oh okay cool and then uh, and then Lord Komodo or King Komodo is like I'll call you a limousine. And then Splinter's like, I've never ridden in a limousine. And then yeah. page, North, and then Northampton. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's like they never really address like what's going on. Like like Casey and April, like their last appearance was what in like, was it in 25? Or yeah, 24? they're like they're they're like, uh, you guys go ahead, we'll defend the homestead or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like it's it's such a minor thing, but it's like, what is Mikey gonna do? So is Mikey gonna continue writing from Northampton and then like April's gonna be publishing it for him? Like, what's what's the deal here? And I, I know it's like it's stupid, it's not important, but it's like it's one of those things that's like the book kind of set it up. So I need some kind of payoff on like that relationship. And it's like, are April and Casey, do they even know that the turtles left to go to northampton right they're just like waiting at home like do you think they're still alive yeah like what are, <laughs> that was like, the last we ever heard of your friend shadow <laughs> i mean guys yeah ex- they were in a limousine there's probably a car phone they picked up the car <laughs> phone 
they called up April and Casey and they were like, guys, we're good. We're on our way to Northampton in a limousine. Also, it's like, <laughs> it's super weird. It's super weird how they like draw the turtles. Like the turtles like went grocery shopping. You know, they're all walking towards the farmhouse and then like Clunk is there with a dead mouse in his, in his mouth. Yeah, I guess they probably would have had to have stopped by April and Casey's first then and then they decided to go to Northampton to like take a break after uh, that breakneck paste uh, ending there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I kind of think they, they like, had that last page figured out and we're like, all right, just shove that at the end no matter what. You know, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> and it's like, I don't mind the turtles living on an abandoned farm in, in Northampton. Like... I know I've said it before, like where it's kind of like I'm kind of tired of always going to Northampton and like modern versions, but I think it like works in the comic to have them have Northampton be like kind of like the retirement home, like that's where they go to kind of be normal mm-hmm. kind of thing. So like I like the fact that they go to Northampton and that's kind of like where they're gonna live the rest of their lives. But for some just the way it like literally cuts from that to that in this book is like i hate it <laughs> so it's very i don't know why it's, it's very disorienting like it's i don't know why it's bugging me so much mm. a lot of my anchovies deal with like plot threads that weren't quite picked up like that were set up but like weren't wrapped up even with mm-hmm. this three issue ending so like we know that leatherhead was transported away with that triceraton but like whatever happened to him and then again, like Leo's hand grows back, Don's body grows back. Does, does Raph's eye grow back? And there was a scene a couple of issues ago with uh, that Don Prusarelli noticing shadow on the TV during the parade. Oh, and yeah. then also, oh, yeah. And then also Casey's reward money didn't come through. So I think like, I think what was supposed to happen was like Prusarelli pulled some strings to, to empty the account or something, but like it just never quite materializes. And then... There was like a part where the turtles were being photographed at their cemetery layer, but I don't think anything ever came of that. And also like they rescue Lurch, but like what happens to him and like we never follow up with Michelangelo and Sarah's relationship at all. So yeah, again, I, I think this could use way more than three issues. Like there was, well, I mean, there was a lot of stuff what, set up and rolling that just kind of gets swept under the rug. That's kind of what I meant about like how they were kind of, how they kind of cut out all reference to image is like sarah doesn't show up anymore and there's zero mention of her yeah so i mean so yeah like mikey doesn't say like oh maybe i'll invite sarah to the farmhouse or something um so then as far as like we can see like in that last panel as the turtles are all walking toward the farmhouse like it's a it's a behind them shot and so leo like leo's hand looks like it's fully grown back because he's carrying a suitcase with it and then, like, Raph's not wearing, like, his bandana, like, the full, like, head cap one that, that he's been wearing these past three issues, which I actually really like that look for him, like, with just the one eye out of it. Yeah. Um, I like that more than the eye patch, to be honest. Um, but he's not wearing it. And, like, the way the shading is on his head, like, it looks like it could be, like, a little scar tissue. Um so like he's, maybe also, he's he also got a battle it. axe and i don't know why he's got a battle him, axe but... on it too yeah <laughs> i mean i like it when the turtles have a ton of gear on their belts like i, I that just makes sense to me mm-hmm. so but like going back to what you were saying earlier um the turtles are always wildly out of scale and it's just 
it just seems to be the way that Frank Fosco is drawing them because in that shot too, Donatello is in front of Raphael and, in, and so much taller than him. Yeah. My, my assumption was that, like something with the growing, the healing process made him bigger or something. I don't know, but yeah, maybe Which, with I the mean, armor. Cause he's, if you go back a couple of pages, like there's, a, there's one panel where Raph is standing in front of Donatello and Donatello is massive. He's like head and shoulders above Raphael. Guess the armor yeah, kind like of stretched it's, well, it's the it's the previous yeah. page yeah it's the previous page and it's like all and it's like the four turtles are standing in a row and like mikey's the tallest than leo raf is short and then donatello's as tall as like leo in that and like donatello's like five feet away so and then just at the top of the page donatello's standing behind raf or behind leo and he's like a foot taller than him like yeah. Leo barely comes up to Donnie's shoulder. That armor really stretched him out, like Spencer was saying. Yeah, it just made him, you know, just grow really big, I guess. Which like, all that absorbing his own duplicates finally took its toll yeah, and stretched yeah. him out. <laughs> Which, like, if that was a if that was like a thing that was said that the armor did, like I wouldn't care. But now it but it just seems like it just seems like that was a thing like they may have decided and then like just forgot to put it in the book yeah it, it, again could have used way more than three issues to explain this these yeah kind of things yeah yeah but i i'm sure the three issues is probably all they could give them yeah again like we're, said, we're lucky uh, even just to have this right yeah yeah um and so throughout this entire run like this is probably just the worst splinter <laughs> <laughs> like and it's mostly because he just doesn't do anything other than like constantly like not be there for anything so yeah, like he's a bat through most of it and then he just kind of sits around recovering from being a bat before he's taken over by chang right yeah and it's like the most notable thing he does this whole like splinter does of his own agency in this whole thing is like that mind meld and he's not even in his own body to do it yeah and it's and so like yeah uh i saw on reddit the other day like a guy was ranking all the splinters and like this was one of the i think the more the mirage splinter was the lowest one and he like specifically cites the image runner and i'm like yeah dude like you're right <laughs> like totally he did beat pimico but i think everyone's beaten pimico at this point so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like like that's not impressive <laughs> right Pimica, like she's she's kind of a punching bag the entire time mm -hmm. and it's like i get it like she's shredder's daughter so she wants his armor but it's like why do you want the armor if it, if it doesn't come with the foot plant like what's the point what's the point i think it's just probably the only thing she has left that she can claim <laughs> <laughs> like i i guess but at the same time it's like it's not like it because the whole like idea of shredder like being like uh what's the word i'm looking for um but like generational armor like that's not a thing that was that was in the books at the time like shredder like Orokusaki was the first shredder and so it's like it's literally one generation of mm. armor 
Whereas we like, also know that he has like a whole armory full of armors. So like, just give her an armor. Let her have her. Toy. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, yeah, like. Why didn't she take any of the other ones? Like, why yeah. does she want the one that's custom fit for Raph? <laughs> like, why not take the? Why not take one that's like a little bit more fitted for a human? Because yeah. like, I was saying like the generational armor thing for Shredders like wasn't really a thing until I think it was like 2012, where where he says that like the helmet the i forget what's like the kabuto or something Mm -hmm. um like that is ancient Mm -hmm. and but i but that's like the only part of the armor that is so and even then it's like it's not really even armor it's like the shoulder pads and like the wrist gauntlets it's not like it's not like shredder wore chest armor like he wore like a tunic and the shin the shin guns yeah. too man all, all the spikes yeah. yeah no i know but, so it's like it's like all the spikes but um but it's not like it's not like a suit of armor it's literally just like you know pieces that he wore over his pajamas gotta stay agile yeah i mean totally <laughs> so so yeah i i don't know like pimico's whole like crazy like i need shredder's armor thing it doesn't pay off either, and then she just goes back to Japan, I guess, with with Komodo. Mm. Yeah. So. But, but yeah, that's all I have for anchovies. Splinter, did you? Or, I'm sorry, Splinter Spencer. Did you have anything else? Um, uh, my my only thing is that like I do feel like this has a chance to like really be its own timeline where you have this timeline where like. Leo has only one arm and like this universe where Donatello is a cyborg and it kind of just like ditches that in favor of you technically can kind of just worm this into volume four's continuity now since they're healed and they can heal like you can technically kind of wedge into Mirage's continuity you know beginning to end like it doesn't really change anything and so yeah like, like it kind of kind of it kind of broad strokes fits into volume four. It even kind mm-hmm. of broad strokes fit into uh, fits into last Ronin, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, I mean, ex- anyway. Yeah. 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 Like essentially at the end of, the, end of the day, it's like reset back to the turtles are just fine out in Northampton. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It's kind of resets at the end of the day. Cause so it, was you even, can... it was even kind of implied that like, like the rest of Donnie's cyborg parts are going to fall off eventually mm-hmm. yeah. because like his shells his shell was growing again underneath it yeah and so i guess that raises another question is like when all of his cyber bits fall off is Donnie going to be the same height good question Probably. <laughs> i don't know but either way it does feel like it can kind of just fit in there now and still be a part of continuity on the technicality that it makes it so that everything that happened in this run is all kind of fixed and resolved yeah. except for like you know the bits with the mob and stuff but you can just i guess assume that those were done off in a different off comic <laughs> because ninja turtles does that yeah. uh even in volume four there's a few where it's like this thing will explain it later and it tells of in a volume of tells the teenage mutant ninja turtles that never happened uh yeah exactly so like that could also be, you know, the case here. So technically you could fit it now into the continuity of, which is why I've decided to include it into the continuity of the Mirage comics, because it ends on 
the fact that they're going to be healed eventually and they'll be okay. So like if you could technically fit it in there now. Cool. cool. But so I kind of I I wish it stayed an alternate timeline, I guess was my point. It's like, I, I kind of well, like I mean, there it's... being like this alternate timeline where Dante's a cyborg and Raphael has I mean, one it's eye. Still, and... It still officially is like, you're mm-hmm. like, we're talking about head cannoning it back into Mirage proper, but it's like, yes. it's still technically its own, its own timeline. So it, yes, it, it is still technically its own timeline, but I kind of would have, I guess what I'm saying is I kind of would have liked the cyborg thing to stick around and the other things that were mm-hmm. very unique about this run for it to kind of like end that way. But I can see why yeah. there's plenty of people that no, would want I'm with you. I'm to, with you there. to return to things being well and okay. Yeah. I just feel like they could have really taken advantage of like the Elt world side of this, you know, where it's like, here's a separate timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And they did All right. Well, I think that is enough hemming and hawing about things we didn't like. Why don't we talk about things we did? Oh, I love being a turtle. All right. Seeing Karai just be awesome. Like, I mean, I know that Pimico kind of gets beaten on a lot, but like Karai just like sitting down, just like beating her, <laughs> just stopping her. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Karai is, is super cool. She's it, still it, got it. Just, she's still got it. Yeah. Like I really, I really liked Karai. Um, it was good seeing her again and just kind of being like, literally just a badass sitting there in a chair. Like, yeah, yeah. I do like that they explained her absence because that was like a a big plot point very early in this in this series that Karai was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the first couple pages. We get a, a few cowabungas including one from Pimico as they kind of crash into Karai's place, which I thought was fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then Raph's like, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that was, that was a good bit. And it, it's, it was nice to see Pimico kind of cutting loose and being like, you know, just having fun mm-hmm. with that. So. Yeah. I liked, I liked that bit. It was, it was a good joke. Yeah. When I did just like seeing Pimico, like hanging out with the turtles, like it's kind of cool when they have like another ninja friend that's like hanging with them or like another friend that's part of the group now for a little bit, that's going in on a mission, doing some stuff. Yeah. I just like seeing April kind of being the face of Michelangelo's books. And then just like the, the lies she comes up with and how she came up with the pen name, Michelangelo. Uh-huh. It was like what her parents, Michael and angel or something. I think it was like, yeah. aunt and uncle, she said her aunt favorite and aunt and uncle. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Michael and Angela or something like that were their names. And so then she turned them to turn it into Michelangelo. Yeah, which is, which is a good bit. So that was, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say it again. Like I, I do feel like they're able to tie up a whole lot of loose plot threads in these three issues. You know, things like the fact that Chang was leeching off of Splinter's energy and he was still out there and they hadn't solved that. And so they were able to like bring that back around and kind of wrap that up and take care of Chang. They were able to reveal who Lady Shredder was, uh, even if it was such a breakneck reveal that it couldn't really build up the drama of, of seeing who it was going to be. Because uh, yeah. I feel like that's really kind of what probably made it disappointing is just the fact that it's like, it, because it wasn't allowed enough time to kind of sit and like build the suspense to the reveal, it just kind of like pop, 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 pop. And then you know, like Donatello 
Donatello fights Lady Shredder at one point, which is like, you know, it's it's him versus the armor that was controlling him for so long. But it only gets like one page of of time. Like I would have liked to see more. I'm glad that we got him at least confronting it. But yeah, I I guess that's a sign of a good story that leaves you wanting more. So yeah. Shouldn't complain. Like, yeah, that's the thing is there's a lot of good good ideas in this story yeah it's just the fact that it's like all crammed into three issues that kind of makes it to me in my opinion kind of makes it struggle quite a bit Mm -hmm. if they could have like if they could have broken this up into more issues it'd be pretty solid yeah um yeah three seems like an arbitrary number i don't yeah. Anyway, I, I shouldn't harp on it anymore. We're in, we're in yeah. what we loved about we're what this. we loved. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it also successfully ties up everything with King Komodo and Warlord Komodo. Mm-hmm. Like that's tied up. We tied up um, the AI robot having left, so that kind of ties back into Lady Shredder. So yeah, it it does. Even though it did leave a few plot threads that were still kind of there, like with Puzzarelli yeah. and a few other things, we got a lot tied up the big questions like who is lady shredder and things like that we're all we're all solved i think this also like the these uh issues like were probably the strongest frank vosco's art's been this entire run yeah and like we said at the top like that's kind of the benefit of him doing coming back 20 years later like you would assume he became a better artist in that time Mm -hmm. and so like it's still very much stylized like in that Frank Fosco art style, but it is a lot better. Um, and this is this is kind of like a segue, um, not really a segue, but like this, it's specific to Urban Legends. I really like all of Kevin Eastman's covers on it, mm-hmm. and I don't normally go for the Kevin Eastman co- covers, but like they're all so good. Yeah. Like the Doctor X cover, the the one where Raph is like breaking, um, like pulling the pillars that he was chained to down. Like all of these covers are so so good. Like I kind of want to put them as like backgrounds on my on my iPad and my phone. Yeah, they're really gnarly. I really like the. I think I've mentioned it before. It's a few issues back, but like the one of like Raphael in the shredder armor, and he's like posed all epically with it. I think that one. Yeah. Was- yeah, like looking like over his shoulder. Kevin Eastman covers, yeah. Yeah. Like I love the cover of I like I love the cover that they used for the book, uh, like for the for the trade where it's like the three turtles and Raph, like the th- the three turtles are in their foot elite gear and Raph is in the, the shredder armor. Like that's a good cover. Uh Leo sitting on the gravestone is good. Like all of these covers are just are just really good yeah. like the pimico versus uh raf one is really good um like yeah like i really like this these all these kevin eastman covers as long as we're still talking about the art i i got something for 25 but i wanted to jump to 26 uh, that opening page with like raf in the manhole and just all those deep shadows and heavy inks it looks oh, so yeah. epic that's what I want as my phone background. It's it's amazing that red sky behind them. It's a striking image. I love it. I just screenshotted that so I can do that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And and now I'm about to completely go back on everything I said about the separate timeline thing. Because while it, I'm kind of like, man, it was cool to have that separate timeline where you had like a 
at Cyborg Donatello and all these other things. It is kind of neat that he can now be like, well, my story can be included in canon now. Uh, you know, because before it was completely disregarded by Peter Laird. <laughs> As Peter Laird was like, I, I, this is not what I'm excited to write as an ending for someone else's story. I want to yeah. write my own thing, which I don't blame Peter for that either. Yeah. But now you can kind of like read it along in the Mirage issues and you can just kind of include it because uh, it's really not not too much of a stretch. Somehow Leatherhead returned and that's all that really matters. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah um one thing i love and it's in issue 25 but leo gets his like hand cap thing crushed and gets ripped off and mm-hmm. uh in that interaction there's a point where raf says that leo needs someone to kiss his boo-boo uh-huh. remember like way way back leo said that about raf's face i'm just so glad that like 23 years later they finally like looped back to that joke <laughs> yeah Raphael's gonna like and, rub it in <laughs> yeah, and yeah like, he's been I, waiting and like this I, whole time <laughs> and like I know I said I hated that last time but I like the callback this time but like it's it's really great because it's yeah it's like he's throwing it back in Leo's face you know it's like this it's like a callback to it but it's in this way where like we get to acknowledge that Leo was being a jerk at the time and he's now able to like throw it back at him you know because yeah. before I hope know, I hope Frank Fosco realized how much of a jerk. I mean, I mean, Frank Fosco and Gary Carlson. Like, I hope they realized how much of a jerk Leo was, and they kind of yeah. less of a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely so, does seem to have like toned it down, like pulled it back a little bit in these issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it's also because it's it it benefits a bit from not being so heavily tied to image, and in that '90s, like super edgy. Yeah. world and so like this is this is considerably less edgy than mm-hmm. that 90s run was so yeah i think that's also a benefit of you know this being 20 years later you don't have to keep up that image <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh man guys uh, we're sorry all right okay He's, uh, <laughs> he's a he's a new dad he's very proud of his jokes so Uh, my last note for i love being a turtle is that i am just glad that we read this i think it was well worth the read yeah like i'm i've said it before like i'm constantly glad that i'm on this podcast and getting to read a lot of these books that like i knew existed but never really i never really had the desire to read and it's like I I knew volume three wasn't canon, but like, and so so I kind of like wrote it off as like, oh, I'm never gonna read that. It's the image run anyway. And I'm I'm pleasantly surprised and like I'll definitely eat the crow on it. Like I I genuinely liked volume three. Um I think it definitely got better as it went along. And I think um yeah, like. Yeah, I, I, I'm happy. I'm happy. I read. And I'm, I'm happy. I read those. Yeah, same. I, I think volume three is well, well worth it. It's, it's got its ups and downs, but man, it's got its ups. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, it's got a lot of fun, good ideas that are that are cool to read and to experience yourself as you kind of just journey through. Yeah, and it, and you thing. do kind of have to you do kind of have to read it after volumes one and two like because yeah, because specifically it builds off of those 
like because remember like it's non-canon now but it was canon then mm-hmm. yeah you know, that's, that's the thing is I've seen some people just like recommend like the image run because they think it's just like this totally separate thing like they I, I kind of wonder if they've actually read urban legends themselves right. <laughs> because like <laughs> yeah. it you have to read volumes one and two I mean at least volume one like volume two it doesn't really call back on that hard but you have to have at least read volume one before you read urban legends yeah, yeah. because and you kind of you kind of have to understand because like there's that there's that callback to like Baxter yeah like being a robot at one point and it's like you don't get that if you don't read volume two i mean i guess that's kind of an anchovy i should include that that was a continuity error since they still didn't know that that robot was baxter stockman the turtles didn't well didn't they find his glasses at one point inside the robot they know it's related to him somehow okay fair enough don't know that yeah they don't know that he was the robot okay but yeah i think they did find the glasses didn't they so yeah yeah, that was yeah they because because baxter like once he when he transfers his brain into the robot he picks up his old glasses and puts them inside the robot like in his pocket Mm -hmm. i think they find the glasses and they're like what what the shell you know kind of thing and (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh and then it kind of drops it from there like they they don't really know they just know that he's involved yeah so I think that is everything we like about these issues, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is a pretty, like you said, pretty good run. Um, definitely check it out if, you, if you've read the, if you've read volumes one and two, like this is a great companion piece to, to those. Um, it builds off of it and you kind of get a tone of like how comics were in the 90s because like the turtles are, are kind of radically different than they were in the original Mirage run, but it, it, it evens itself out by the end. So I, I would say I heavily recommend Urban Legends. Same. I think it's for which is, a specific which is, crowd that's like super into Ninja Turtles, but yeah, heavily, heavily recommended yeah. for that crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Like, which is funny because like, it's not something I thought I would be saying when we started volume three. Right. So, so. I guess, uh, Keith, take us into the news. This is April O'Neil of Channel 6. All right. So first up on the news, we're going to talk some toy news uh, real quick. Um, you may have saw earlier this or earlier last week when I posted uh, the actual pictures of the Stranger Things cross Ninja Turtles uh, crossover. God, this is so hard to do when you're singing. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's okay. I'm just trying, <laughs> I'm trying to like focus and push my way through it. Um, so we got the official reveal for the figures. Um, and to everybody's surprise, uh, they are brand new sculpts from Playmates in the Mirage style, um, which I thought was really neat. Uh, they look pretty good, um, and even the even the Stranger Things figures like look better than the uh, ones from Bandai America. So, uh, we, so we saw in the first set. Um, so it's going to be two packs: the turtle with a character from Stranger Things. The first two that were revealed were Leo and uh, Hopper and Raphael and Eleven, or I'm sorry, Raph and Hopper. Raph and Hopper, Hopper, Leo Leo and Eleven. Uh, Yeah, it's all those red masks, who could tell? Um, So, and again, like I said, this is Mirage style, so these turtles all have red masks. 
Um, and you know, they come with, they come with a sort of accessories, you know, kind of, it's kind of some wacky stuff, like, you know, waffle shaped ninja stars, which, because if you watch stranger things, you get the waffle reference. Sorry, a lot of cars just drove by. You're good. They're almost gone. They do like drag racing like outside my window, which sucks. Mm. But, and yeah. so, uh, and so these figures, uh, these two packs are $40 each. Uh, so the same price as like the Cobra Kai two packs and the upcoming Street Fighter two packs. Um, what was actually really surprising is that these are Target exclusive. Um, so they are up for a pre-order right now, $40 each. The other two sets are going to be coming. Uh, these ones are set to release in October. Uh, the next two sets are going up for pre-order in February of 2023 and that's going to be donatello and lucas and michelangelo and dustin um so there's no word on yet if this is going to continue because there are a lot more stranger things characters than there are ninja turtles so we don't know if there's going to be a casey mirage character you know if april's going to show up in this line if splinter's going to show up in this line um what i did like is that the back of the box kind of gives like a little story reason for this crossover to exist because a lot one of the big questions was you know why is this the why? thing <laughs> yeah exactly which i mean i mean the reason why it's happening is you know money stranger things just dropped season four and you know ninja turtles yeah it's it's an evergreen franchise so but that's what i love about it is that like playmates took the extra effort to give you a reason why the turtles are hanging out with Stranger Things kids. And like why specifically like the Mirage Turtles are doing it. Um, so on the back of the box, there's a little blurb. It says, the Turtles have tracked TCRI's latest illegal experiments from New York City to Hawkins, Indiana, where it's, where it's trying to harness the power of the upside down. The half-shell heroes must team up with Eleven and her friends to try and stop TCRI's next experiment before it succeeds. So like- okay that's i like it like it's a little in-universe reason for this to exist yeah but like comic (laughs) books tcri isn't evil and they don't do illegal experiments but oh you know i'll I'll let it pass true it's it's the toys i mean it's the toys i mean yeah like it's a toy it's a toy universe like it so i i like it you know it's it's more of an attempt than what we got initially which was just like they're crossing over don't yeah. question it you know yeah yeah and like yeah. even even the cobra kai set like had had a little blurb on the back where like the turtles are you know joining the valley karate tournament you know and so like playmates takes the extra effort to make these fun and that's what i appreciate and that's why i like it so like i said i pre-ordered both of these um i'll pre-order i'll be pre-ordering the other ones uh because like the turtles are bad uh, in fact, if you want to watch it, um, watch a review of them already. Uh, the Foosh uh, Robo over there already got um, samples from Playmates. They you know, heard about him talking about them and they sent along copies. So Playmates, hopefully you're listening to us because I'd like some copies um, to talk about. So, um, but yeah, like, so, so he did a full review of them. You can see them. They're actually what surprised me the most is that they're supposed to be six inch, six inches tall, according to the press release. But the 
actual figures are the actual turtles are taller than the super seven turtles which are already like in that seven inch range hmm. so these these are pretty tall figures so they're definitely not going to fit in with your NECA fig NECA mirage turtles okay yeah for so, me the thing that's kind of cool about it is that they did bother to do the mirage turtles because mirage started around the same time that stranger things takes place right yeah like, so see, season three is what is the um like so the the stranger things characters are in their seven season three looks mm -hmm. um, and costumes and so the and that is set in like 1985 um so like we're still or 1984 so it's like yeah it's the year this, that the turtles came exactly like so this would definitely be the year of mirage turtles so like it makes sense why it's these ones and not like they could have gone the easy route and made it the you know classic cartoon series but i'm really glad that they didn't and that they're based on mirage like that's really cool yeah, like it is cool that they, that they cared that much to put that effort into it. I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. So like I said, I'm picking all of these up. Uh, I don't know if you guys are. I know, Spencer, you don't do toys that much. Yeah, I don't do toys that much, and I haven't really watched Stranger Things. So uh, I've watched like watch the first Stranger season, Things. and then I I just kind of fell off the fell off the track. What about you, Keith? You uh, if, they were, me? if they were put out just the turtles, I might buy them. I don't have any thing in the Stranger Things part. I I like the Stranger Things. Like I love the show, um, but I really the the Stranger Things characters look really good, and like they could easily pass as like civilians in a display for mm -hmm. me. So I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking thinking a little bit more outside the box for it. Like I I'm not getting it just for the turtles. So gotcha. Which I know I know a lot of people are. But that's fine like but i just don't want people getting getting you know upset you know because they're like oh i gotta pay 40 dollars for turtles and it's like well you're, you're technically getting two figures so it's like you know you it's 20 dollars for the turtles you know if you don't want the stranger things figures i mean that's kind of on you so either wait either wait for an individual release or bite the bullet and even then you can sell them the other figures if you want so anyway anyhow so that's so that's it for stranger things like i said you can find the pictures on our facebook uh the foosh has his review up of them uh next into our news playmates announced that they're doing three more of those like box sets that they've been doing for the past year um so the next three that are going to be uh up for i think they're actually up for pre-order right now um no sorry they're not up for pre-order now they're just uh the they just the solicits got out there so uh, the first one is called the Retro Villains box set, which is uh, a box set that has Foot Soldier, Leatherhead, Mutagen Man, and Wingnut and Screws. So four figures I never had. Uh, the next ones are the Toon Turtles, which if you remember the old the old vintage toy line, the, the Toon Turtles were like, they had like this glossy paint on them. They were like glittery, and, yeah. Yeah, like almost kind of glittery. And they all had like wacky actions. Like, you know, uh, Leonardo's eyes bugged out of his of his head. Uh, Michelangelo like flicked his tongue out of his mouth. Um, 
I never liked those figures when I was younger. I thought they were ugly as <laughs> ugly as sin. Yeah, I, so. I have a Michelangelo and I pulled them out of a box of a couple weeks ago. I was like, man, this is a bad looking figure. And like the the accessories were all like bulbous too. Like they're supposed to be like cartoony or something. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm not excited yeah, like that they're putting the, those out. <laughs> I'm happy for the people that want them. They're not for me. Yeah. So I don't I don't care. Um like they're not hideous figures. I think they're just I think the play features are just kind of what kills it. Like Raph spins his head. Donatello's like bandana, like the, the bandana ties like spin. So I think Leo Leo and Mikey suffer the worst out of this. Like Leo's eye popping thing is just like that's really hideous. Oh man. <laughs> like, in fact, in fact, like it's it's a popular gift that like people use. Um and like on in social media. So it's like it's just funny that this that this figure is coming back out. It's just one of those uh, so things anyway. where like the CEOs thought that people loved this figure because it's like a meme and they just don't quite understand meme culture. So like, oh everyone obviously possible. wants this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I don't think I don't think I don't think I don't think Playmates is that conscious about about that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But um it's just it's just funny to me. Um that this is the figure that does it and it's just coming back out uh anyway and the last uh set box set that's coming out is the uh sewer heroes which is mighty bebop super don super mike and rhino man yeah that one was kind of cool i never had any of those though yeah again four figures i've never had um mighty bebop looks pretty cool um not yeah, it's not something I absolutely need. Um, I can't, I never had these figures, so I don't know, like, Mighty Bebop comes with, like, a little sidekick because they used to put those in there. In fact, all of these sewer heroes do. They all have, like, little sidekicks, mm-hmm. which are usually, like, non-articulated tiny figures. Um, like, if you had Wingnut and Screwloose, Screwloose was the little... Um, sidekick character then little uh muckman had joe eyeball so i i don't know what these ones are but anyway uh so those four box sets probably coming later this year um you know not something i'm super interested in because i don't really collect out much of the old vintage toy line but for the dudes that want want it and the dudes that are excited for the vintage toy line like i'm glad that this is coming out for them Cool, cool. Um, yeah, and the Donatello almost looks like the the Dark Turtle. So if you're if you're missing out on your loot crate, this might be a stopgap <laughs> solution for you. Yeah. Uh, so next uh, uh, next week, or actually the weekend that this podcast goes live is Comic Con in San Diego. You know yeah. that big old international thing. So there's always a showing for ninja turtles there because idw is in san diego so they love going down there and talking turtles same thing with kevin kevin's always at san diego comic-con uh so as of right now as we record this there are two things that are going on for turtles uh konami is bringing uh the cowabunga collection to san diego uh so it'll be playable at konami's booth which is really cool um i like konami's booth they've always got a really big one at the end of the hall um so you'll be able to play cowabunga collection there hopefully they do an announcement date there as well 
um so we know like when this collection is coming out so they can hopefully it's soon so they can kind of ride the wave of uh shredder's revenge you know yeah uh also kind of segueing off of comic-con news just because i mentioned shredder's revenge they just announced this week that the game has sold officially a million copies yeah so congratulations to the team at tribute and dotemu uh hopefully that means dlc and extra characters and extra stages uh because a million copies ain't nothing to ain't nothing to sneeze at that's pretty good mm-hmm. uh and then the big news uh hopefully this doesn't get outdated as soon as this episode goes live but um ben bishop has tweeted out that uh there's going to be uh, a panel for idw down there uh they're going to be talking most likely they're going to be talking about the new ninja turtles comic that's set in the 87 universe that we talked about a couple weeks ago yeah this, uh, i have a screenshot that uh that keith sent me so the panel is going to be called tmnt secrets of the roninverse and armageddon game so there you go uh so armageddon games opening moves just dropped this week as we record this yesterday or two days ago um so go pick up that uh and then yeah secrets of the roninverse so Hopefully that means that we're going to get more stories set in the Roninverse. It sounds like we will. It says as they tease what's next for the Roninverse, IDW's continuity Armageddon game and Saturday morning adventures. So that'll be at 10 a.m. on that Saturday. So that's probably the Pacific time, you know, probably California time. So you have to account for that. But it's sounding like, who knows, maybe we'll get a sequel, maybe we'll get a prequel or something. We'll have to see what they oh. what they come out with, what they teach. They will get both at the same time. Maybe we'll get a movie announced. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? That'd be awesome. Direct to Paramount Plus movie. That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be pretty sweet. So, I don't know. Hopefully, I can. I don't. I don't think I'll be able to get down to Comic Con. I don't. I don't even have a badge. I usually just kind of crash and borrow somebody else's. Borrow one of my friends' badges that are <laughs> down there. But uh yeah so guys that is it for news this week um thank you again for listening to another episode of the ninja turtle power hour we love each and every one of you um you know just let us know somewhere on the internet how much you love us and how much you appreciate the show uh to all of our friends in fact actually the other day uh when i was picking up armageddon game i met a new listener his name is matt um we talked turtles he was very interested in ronin i said hey We've read all of Ronan on Ninja Power Hour if you want to check it out. Um, and so hopefully he's listening to the show right now. He's a really nice guy. Um, yeah, there is a quiz, by the way, Matt. So we'll know if you're listening or not. Yeah, yeah exactly. If I ever see you, <laughs> if I ever see you at uh, our comic book store again, I'm definitely going to quiz you. So, um, but yeah, let us know somewhere, in the, uh, somewhere on the internet, Ninja Turtle Power Hour, Ninja Turtle PH on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, and now Ninja Turtle Power Hour on TikTok. Um, and, uh, yeah guys thank you again we love you um yeah 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 so spencer what are we doing next week armageddon games is coming and so we're going to be covering that as it's coming out because we're all pretty hyped for the event i know i am i've already read uh opening moves now and it's got me i've got me really excited for everything that's to come so we'll be covering um the armageddon game pre-game the free comic book day issue uh and opening moves number one awesome yeah 
we wanted to talk about Armageddon Game because it is the new big arc for the IDW series. And we know a lot of people kind of not been keeping up with IDW as they should have been. So you may not know who Akka is, you know, and how she fits into the overall plot. So think of this as going to be your primer for getting into Armageddon Games provided by these three dorks at the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. So that's our show this week. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga. I'm going to kiss these boobers. time inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply I have not. I'm not. Oh, here we go. There now we go. There it is. All right. I was waiting for the announcement to be made. There you go. It has been made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so we. So the part. So the part with the rectal thermometer didn't get into the bonus content. Oh no. ah, well. <laughs> Sorry, <No>. folks. <laughs> I know you guys wanted to hear all about rectal thermometers, right? Oh man. The doctor wasn't yep. clear if I needed to use it on the baby with the fever or myself, but. Directions unclear. Right. <laughs> babies on <laughs> directions unclear. Directions unclear. Babies on fire. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah. Sorry if my voice is a little uh, weird today. Kind of screamed no. a little bit more than I thought I would at the concert last night. So no, yeah, it was, a good time. it was the Airborne Toxic event. And then they had an opener that was really, really good called Mondo Cosmo. That mm. is like a new band that I'm like, oh, I'm really into this. So if you're really into like, it's, it's very like soulful rock. Like they kind of remind me of like Rattle and Hum, Joshua Tree, U2 kind of era. But like, okay. so, you know, it's very soulful kind of music. It's got a little mm. bit more of a, a punch to it. I guess you could say a little more kick to it, but like not, not like a, a heavy kick or like a, Anyway, kind of, you know, CCR, soul, rock kind of stuff, bluegrassy. But so it's kind of like Ray LaMontagne, if you ever heard Ray LaMontagne. Anyway, it sits in that area. I heard, I heard of everyone except Ray LaMontagne. Ray LaMontagne. Uh, <laughs> I can hold you. Like every, every other band you named off, I think I've heard of, except the one you were like, oh, it's like this one. Yeah, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like a roots rock kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I guess. Uh, okay. Check them out. Mundo Cosmo. Yeah. So anyway, pretty good bands. Guys, what do, what do we have for news this week? Was there anything? Um, Armageddon game like- came out. I announced it in the last episode, did some creative editing to make it sound like I said it right okay, the first cool. time. <laughs> um, 
Calabunga collection Konami's taking it to Comic Con. Oh yeah, I remember that seeing that. Um, that's it. There's some toy news I don't really care about. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah, aren't they re-releasing like the the superhero turtles? Oh yeah, all of those. Like I don't care about those figures. I I was. The superhero turtles, and then there's like the sewer. I forget what they're calling them, but it's like it's Wingnut, um, Wingnut and Screwloose. I can't remember the others now. Pull it up real quick. I guess we haven't announced any of the other ones. Maybe we shouldn't even bother with that. Yeah. No, no, there's like it's like three sets. It's the it's the superhero turtles, so it's like um and, and it's did we do the did we talk about the Stranger Things figures last week? I don't know if we'd yeah. actually seen them last week. I think we yeah. knew they were coming, but I don't yeah, think we, we'd we've, seen them. We've mentioned them, but I don't think we've talked about them. Okay, because we had the reveal um earlier this week. Oh, was that early? Just early this week? God, it feels so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay, been a so new, long week. New box set. So it's Retro Villains, Toon Turtles, and Sewer Heroes. Watch, just because we're recording on Friday, tomorrow there's going to be some big announcement on like Saturday. Instead of, you know, on, um, on like, we could Thursday. Do the, we could do the new. We could do the new playmate sets. Um, they're pretty, they're pretty significant for people who are into those. But yeah, all right. Yeah, I... so uh, Konami Calabunga Collection at Comic Con, uh, the Stranger Things figures and the Playmates figures. Yeah, I'd care like a little bit more about the Playmates figures if Michelangelo was like in a turtle tying costume. <laughs> he wasn't turtle he yeah. wasn't turtle titan in the he is a superhero though yeah i, I know was. there's the classic one but like turtle titan dude you know right <laughs> uh those are like the to be honest, dude, to be honest this, is the, this is a better costume than turtle titan though so no the turtle titan one like it's it's so charming because it like it still looks like he could have just made it himself like threw some stuff together Put it on. I mean, yeah, it's literally what it looks like. And that's what it's for. Like, that's what's so fun about it. And he's his own superhero releases, costume. 1994. But yeah, it's got the, like, not quite the dark turtle Donatello, but he's, like, in an all-black yeah. suit. Kind of cool. Hmm. Well, uh, anyway, I'm ready when you guys are. Okay. 